Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, June 24th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Mock Mock, Mock Friday, IDO soon. Let's take a listen. Mock Mock. Hey. Hey, everyone. Yeah, hi. Mock Mock. Mock Mock. Mock Mock. <laughs> Guys, give me a minute. I'm just uh, finishing a cigarette and then I got a. Tweet something really cool so you um, chat for now, <laughs> all of you together. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just wait a couple of minutes. I'll let some more people shine, and I'll just quickly send out another uh, announcement on Discord. Yeah. Oh, welcome everyone. Stop typing so loud. It's not loud. I've got I've got a mechanical keyboard. I can't like I'm gonna buy you a different keyboard in silence. <laughs> Who said a keyboard needs to be so loud? Oh, this one is. <laughs> it cannot be helped. Uh, you know, in future I'll I'll mute my microphone just for you. How's that door? I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. It's a really good idea. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm good. Um, how, how are you, Alex? Are you okay? You having a good day? I think um, Alex is just reconnecting. Uh, we'll get Spaceman up as well. Just approve Alex. Right, cool. Right, um, so you, you might, you might I'll, just, I'll just start and I'll, I'll just start talking about... Um, hey, guys. Like his, Hey, yeah, right, bro. Man, I was speaking, I, I couldn't get a hold of you guys. I was hearing <laughs> you, but you weren't hearing me, so I had to disconnect. How's it going? Yeah, not bad, not bad, man. How's it going in, uh, in the world of uh, hypersense? Is it? Are you doing good? Are you guys yeah, having man. fun? Yeah. It's very busy, man. We we uh, we do something that we call we're, we're spinning plates, and the yeah. trick is that you have to like keep spinning them and you have multiple plates, you know, and if one breaks, you like, oh, you need to make sure that it yeah, but yeah, keep yeah, adding new sure. plates, so just have to do this. Yeah, yeah, it's all a balancing act, but um, ho- ho- hopefully you can get, um, like, some more support to, to like, you know, help you. I've, I've heard that you've recently, like, recruited some more, more, more people to help you as well, so that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. Uh, we did, but it got so it got so crazy for the um, first couple of like the first two months. It was so crazy. We didn't even get to pay ourselves or the team, so we basically just ran on credit yeah. until we were like, guys, it's like it's been two months. Let's let's 
just pay everybody, you know. <laughs> so it got so busy that we couldn't even do that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. We, we love it, man. I, I love it. You know. It's very easy when you when you're busy and you know you like. It's very easy for things to get away from you, like you're saying. So you, you know, you're right. It's sort of like a balancing act. So you've just got to keep uh, keep juggling <laughs> and don't stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, man. And like uh, the life of like pre-launch is definitely something different than post-launch. You know. Yeah. And uh, then it became it becomes a marathon, and then you need to make decisions. You know, and sometimes you. Uh, it's like it's like a Formula One race, man. You know, uh, we are big Formula One fans, and uh, sometimes you you look at, for example, like the Ferrari team. You know, in the last two seasons, they had to like take it down a notch because they had to, you know, one up everybody by uh, coming up strong this season, and now they're clearing up the podiums. You know, so yeah. sometimes you need to make long term decisions. Sometimes it needs to be short term decisions. So you have to play with this and you have to keep everybody happy. And, you know, it's not always like super easy, but it's definitely different, you know, than yeah. like before you launch. Definitely. Yeah, you know, you can encounter lots of obstacles. But you, I, I personally, just on a side note, I think, I think you guys are doing a wonderful job, you know. Um, the product you've put together, um, it's like one of the fairest launch pads I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, uh, oh. it's, it's it's really like sort of refreshing to see like you guys really passionate about it, you know. So you keep up the good yeah. work, bro. Uh, thanks, man. And like I was saying earlier, you know, uh, you cannot please everybody. So uh, a couple of big hype holders, uh, they came and they like wrote to me in private, and they felt like um, it wasn't like super fair that they have a shit ton of hype and basically um, their hype is equal and what they can do for the mock IPO, for example, to somebody that has less, you know. And uh, of course, it's uh, you cannot please everybody. It's uh, that type of situation. And we did say that we were going to do fair launches and we're yeah. going to be more careful uh, about like anti-wells, like anti-well systems and stuff. But, yeah. you know, it's a lot of stuff that's coming. So, uh, Mock, they're going to be actually the first project to submit tokens for the IDO Vault. And that's coming, you know. That's one of the big plates that we're spinning, you know. Um, yeah. We're working on a new platform, a new hypercent and stuff. And that's going to have a lot, a lot of cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, you know, a lot oh, of wow. the big folders wow. will be able to put those tokens into the ideal vault and then they get like weekly re like free tokens basically every weekend yeah. stuff so it's gonna balance yeah. itself out you know but yeah it's a really good incentive to you know to get um hype tokens locked up and uh, to reward people for doing that it's, it's really good that you've like considered you, you you've obviously considered quite a lot when you've when you've been de developing your you know your utility and how you're gonna function and it really shows man um it's one of the fairest launch pads i've ever seen um and you, you're really on a really good path here i think um so yeah, yeah. just to add <laughs> just to add to what adam uh, was saying we're starting to have a lot of amas with different call groups different types of communities and so on to try and bring as many people as possible to mock the hypercent the cadena and i think today I had like four times uh, the people ask me the same question of like, um, launch pads are usually so well friendly 
that we as the buyers ultimately get dumped on? How can you assure us that that will not happen in your IDO? And I was so happy, you know, I was so happy that I just had you know, uh, the perfect bit of information to tell them regarding your uh, system. Yeah. And yeah, I'm happy and I'm excited. I'm dying to see how that would uh, turn out. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, it's uh, like people say it's like it's super fair. It's super fair. And a lot of people, they, you know, like they really emphasize on this. And I don't know, like for me personally, it it is a bit strange because I I could not, I cannot imagine it not being like this, you know, makes any sense. Like, uh, yeah, um, I I focus like me personally. I do a lot of UX. I think about the user experience. So, uh, what's the user going to feel uh, when he comes to like uh, Hypercent? Is it gonna be a lot of tasks? Like, is it gonna be easy? Uh, I'm trying to figure out all these things, you know. So I'm always considering what the user is going to think, what the user is going to want, and stuff. Uh, and I, I, to be perfectly honest, I. I cannot imagine a launchpad not being like this, you know, that's why we made it like this, because we all are on the same page. But it's very nice to hear that, uh, you know, we are solving a problem in this sense and uh, uh, we strive to, like, make it even better, you know. So as far as I'm concerned, we're, like, just starting out, you know, uh, the hypersend that I want is probably going to be here in the next, I don't know, maybe 8 to 12 months, you know, it's going to be something big. But even until then, we we work, you know, to like make this experience more and more and m learn more from you guys, like from the users, like what you want, what were the things that you liked, what were the things that you did not did not like, you know. So yeah. it's a whole process. The only thing I want is to sleep. To be honest, I, I never wanted to sleep as much as I want to sleep right now. Like, I'm getting to levels of ex exhaustion that I haven't felt, I don't know, since boot camp. Seriously. <laughs> Did you guys feel the same the same way, like, before your own ideal? Oh, man, before our own. We were, like, in a trance, man. Um, we were, uh, a lot of stuff, you know, was supposed to, like, we were like, okay, so the contract works, we've tested it, et cetera, et cetera. Then, um we brought it into, uh, you know, like we were sure that it works. Then uh, you launch it and then there's like issues that you couldn't even like think about, you know, and then you have like one hour to get on the spot and stuff. And uh, we had so much lag, man. Like I told you, we had so much lag from uh, the launching that we like the lag continued in the sense that uh, the first two months we had a lot of stuff, you know, so for us, it was a bit harder to prioritize in a way um what i mean by that is um we had a lot of stuff you know that we announced we have a lot of components that we are working with and stuff and it was hard for us you know to be able to say uh, this is more important than this you know like all of them seemed very important you know so uh it took some experience, you know, like this was the first bit of experience that we managed to get as a team, like post-launch. You know, sometimes you have to uh, prioritize, you know, because your resources are limited. And sometimes even though 
each of them seem very important, some things need to take like a secondary role. And then you need to identify what is that one thing that you need to prioritize, you know? And uh, to find that it's not as easy as it sounds, you know? There is a lot of opportunities and there's a lot of scenarios, you know? And at some point it comes down to a choice. And uh, that's what you have to get used to um, after you launch, you know? So you have Mm -hmm. to get used to making these choices that it's like politics. Like some people will like, some people will not like, you know? And you have to try to get like the least damage possible, you know, for like any decisions that you make. So after the IDO, because you're like still in that story and stuff and you're like euphoric because like you've raised and now you can manage your company and stuff. It's probably a transition until you get into that, you know, I have to be here for the next years. Uh, I have to like make sure that I perform good every week. And, uh, you know, it takes a bit. It's a different experience, but you definitely get there, man, because then you don't have to. Uh, Like, there's nothing that you can do, you know, like you've raised money from like your community. So now you're fucked. You have to do it, you know. So it's not a question of like if you're going to do it. It's a question of you're definitely going to have to do it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, whoever has experience with managing a business or leading a business or being in that position of, you know, having to deliver products, you know that 90% of the work is, you know, putting out fires, right? Like you're a professional fireman in your business. And it's awesome to an extent, right? And because you're always in the fire, you always have something to do. And the thing you do just puts you in this massive momentum. But it is exhausting. So for that, I do have a disclaimer for everybody, right? I don't want you to say you didn't know. I don't want you to say, oh, it wasn't uh, told, right? But the day after the IDO, I'm taking a day off, right? I'm taking a day off, right? Adam, you're in charge. I'm taking a day off. I don't give a damn what anybody says. Don't talk to me. Don't text me. Whoever DMs me gets blocked. <laughs> man, you won't even feel a day, man. Uh, for us, it felt like we needed a month, man. You know? Like, mm-hmm. we were naive to say, okay, guys, we're going to take the weekend off after that, yo, and it was realistically, man, it was around like two weeks until we started getting that like pre-launch vibe, you know, where we're like hungry and it's like, okay, guys, we got this. Like, we need to like move forward and stuff, you know. And now we had like a bigger team. So uh, being able to like being able to make sure that your team is all also like motivated is it's a skill man you know so you need to keep everybody pumped and for that you need to be pumped yourself you need to be a pumper man you need to be like a constant pumper for everyone for the community for the team and you know like if you really dream about like making your project something extraordinary uh you will find that energy man to be a pumper for anyone that needs pumping you know Uh, that's the fuel that like yeah basically I, enables I, you I to do that i don't have dreams i don't have dreams that mock is legendary i have nightmares that mock is not legendary 
right? Yeah. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. The only difference yeah. is I wake up in a cold sweat. Oh, uh, by the way, we just tweeted something with uh, yeah, yeah, showcase of NFTs we got. I was just going to say that. Um, uh, yeah, for those just joining, welcome everyone. Um, we've got um, Hypercent Launchpad's founder, um, Alex uh, joining us, and also the CEO of Mock, um, Dar. That's uh, Yeah, um, his daughter has literally just uh, sent out a tweet. Uh, I've pinned it to this uh, space, so if you have a look at that, um, it's uh, pretty juicy. Uh, do, you, do you want to like, talk them through it while they're watching it? Um, yes, NFTs, look at them. They do stuff. And in the next couple of days, we'll start tweeting much more about the stuff they actually do and how we're planning on designing them. Ooh. Yeah, you've showcased a little bit there. There's, um, you know, it's, yeah, there's um, some of the accessories and the items, consumables and stuff that you preview in there as well. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And we got a yeah. few more things in production. I'm sure, I'll have right. many questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But all of that will come. First of all, we build and we do stuff. And once we finish building and doing stuff, right, then we can actually focus on the really sexy parts. <coughs> oh, yeah. And the NFTs are getting a major makeover, right? Forget mock NFTs as you knew them, like the base miners. They're going to be looking much, much, much sexier with much better tools, much, much better clothing and equipment. It's gonna be awesome. They look pretty good, man. Yeah, they do. They look pretty they, sick anyway. And you know, you know, this is the problem, right? This is the problem. People are saying, oh, they look pretty good, right? I don't need them to look pretty good. I need them to be perfect. If they're not perfect, it's not good enough. Right? As long as we have the privilege of time, and right now we do have the privilege of time. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, when you when you're on a when you when, when you're on a roll, you might as well keep going. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, totally. Yeah, man. Of course, we have started to dabble a bit into some NFTs ourselves. You know, exploring some ideas and shit. But yeah, it's a uh, it's fun work, man. You know, uh, I do enjoy NFTs a lot, man. You know, a lot of people from like. I feel that the space is a bit, um, let's say, it's a bit divided amongst people that, uh, you know, you've seen people that say, like, NFTs are a scam and shit, you know. And I never got that, you know, because I'm looking at people that they open Pokemon cards. Man, I went into a YouTube rabbit hole and I was uh, watching for a couple of days like Pokemon cards are scary Pokemon oh, on, cards man honestly don't go even start right I've got like oh man there's like a draw fault of Pokemon cards like dating back <laughs> years right man I used to collect them when I was younger I used to play the video games and that um, so yeah I'm a right saddo <laughs> yeah man you know what I, it was something so satisfying about people like opening packs that they yeah, get like, 7k for them so like yeah, seven thousand totally. dollars and yeah. then they draw that charizard that you can yeah, sell totally that's that what i used to do you, game, you, man, you, know? <laughs> you used to i used to buy like off amazon one of those big retail boxes of packs and just open them all 
you know, the you know, the individual packs. I just used to buy the full sort of like box of like yeah, yeah. maybe hundred packs in there or something, and she used to smash them. <laughs> Get all them opened up, you know, but um, and I never sold any of them, I've still got all of them, so uh, obviously, it would be worth something to someone, I imagine. But um, you're right, though, the sort of like excitement of like getting that card that you want and stuff like that. Um, I, I get carried away with it. I'm a big fan of a game called Splinterlands as well. Um, that's like sort of shill other projects I know, but it. I, I, I like put quite a lot of money into that, and but again, you know, the sort of like collectible card aspects, the whole loot thing. Um, whether I'm making money or not is not as much to me because I'm enjoying you know, Adam, what I'm doing. I, I, got, I play the game, sort of thing. But Adam, I gotta admit something. I was about to make fun of you for putting in so much money into Splinterlands, and then I remembered that I spent like five hundred dollars on Immortal yeah, on that, Diablo that, Immortal that's the point. within yeah. a week. That's the point. And I've played games on the PlayStation 4 and 5 called Warframe. And, oh, man, I've spent oh. hundreds of dollars man, man, Warframe on stuff was like awesome. that. Warframe was awesome. It, 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 oh, you, you you need to go back to it, dude. No, I Fucking don't. Hell. It's had a right upgrade. Oh, you'll lose your life again. <laughs> I already lost my life. Ah. Uh, yeah. Are you forgetting <laughs> what we're doing over here? You know, uh, free time is uh, is a mythical concept yeah, that no uh, longer exists. You know, we, we, we had a conversation about that a couple of weeks ago. We are talking about gaming and stuff. And I, I've not even turned my PlayStation 5 on in probably two months now, coming up to two months. Good. That's pretty crazy. Say I, I used to game every day. That's that's pretty wild. So, <laughs> claps to you, sir. You've got me away from my console. <laughs> Many you have are, failed at that. You task. are more than welcome. <laughs> show such yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to make a confession in this uh, in this regard, man. Uh, while we were doing our IDO, um, like things got so heated, uh, like it was. It was like very, very intense uh, every day, you know, um, and basically uh, at some point I felt that I need some sort of thing to like, like, so I can detach, you know, so I can relax. And yeah. Uh, yeah. actually our CTO, Pax, um, he said that he got like a World of Warcraft subscription <laughs> and I used to play World of Warcraft oh, when I was awesome. a kid. You know? Vanilla. So yeah. it was Vanilla. I was the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. not vanilla man. Fuck that, like classic, classic. Wow. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and uh, basically, uh, we both like you know after like program and stuff, we were like doing some leveling and shit. And uh, basically, at some point, he got like super busy and he couldn't do that anymore. And I tried to wait for him for like a week or something. And at some point, I just went full on, man. So after I was doing my tasks and stuff, you know. I was still in that mentality of like, I have to keep going. I have to keep doing tasks. I have to keep yeah. doing shit, you know? Exactly. So I going, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to World of Warcraft, man. And long story short, I now have a level 70 Hunter, man. Like full tier <laughs> 5, everything, man. Wait, uh, what race? What race? Uh, hunt, orc. Not, not orc, sorry, troll. I have a troll hunter. A troll? Yeah. I had a torrent. A level <laughs> 70 torrent. With like... Uh, with a panther, I think, that I got from the jungles over there. There was this big tiger, I think, that was like, you know, super rare. And everybody just, all the hunters kept on trying to find it. Anyway, I was about to say something about the concept of NFTs. I don't really have a problem 
with JPEGs, right? Because, you know, in the beginning, I used to say a lot, I hate NFTs. But at this moment in time, I feel like I do need to make some clarifications. NFTs are bloody amazing. Yeah. Right. But NFTs and JPEG NFTs are two very different things. Okay. An NFT can be a smart, composable token that acts as an asset that can be in interoperable. Right. So my problem, either with NFTs or with JPEGs or with, you know, just tokens in general in crypto, right, is overinflation of value. That is what I don't like. I don't like things that cost too much that shouldn't cost as much, right? That makes me extremely annoyed, right? I don't so agree with you, man. Um, Why? I don't Why? Um, because uh, that's uh, very, you know, like, um, I, I think the world, I, I know the word in Romanian, uh, but in English, I think it's uh, util, let me, actually, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, it, it's not that, two seconds, let me just, I'm sorry for doing this, but it's an important word that I need to, uh, so it's utility, utilitarianism, uh, utilitarianism, okay, okay. so basically, that's like a philosophical concept uh, that basically um, decides that some things should have a certain value and some things should not, you know? <laughs> I don't agree with that because uh, um, prices don't work like that, man. There is no. Of course, prices don't work that way. For example, right? people pay like millions of dollars for a Babe Ruth card, like a baseball card, a collectible baseball, baseball card. They pay like four million dollars or something like that, like some crazy amount of money, you know, for collectibles. And like in the end, you cannot put a price on uh, collectibles. Because yeah, Alex, um, I think you've uh, your headset might have disconnected, bro. Uh, yeah. Can Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah, that's better. It sounded like you're coming out of your pocket, <laughs> yeah. coming through your pocket or something. So yeah. you you cannot put a price, man, on things like feelings emotions nostalgia and this like this stuff tends to have uh tends to have an effect where like art gets to get sold for a lot and it's not because like the value is like the human emotion that you like look at mona lisa man you know uh anywhere you like sit in the room it makes you feel like the picture is looking at you because da vinci did some like did uh, like a, some sort of 3D effect where he layered some stuff on, like on the eyes and it created that effect, you know, and it means something. It it conveys an emotion, you know, and for people that's worth paying. And that's, I wouldn't even say NFTs, man. It's just digital collectibles, man. Whatever mm -hmm. it is, people collect stamps, people collect yeah. coins, people collect whatever, man. You know, it's a collectible. So even if it's digital, man, it's like, 2022 of course is going to be digital collectibles and now the market sets value for that whether it has it or not you know but i don't agree with things should cost this this or that it's um it's not there's no limit to what 
prices yeah. anything should be basically the more so, so, so let me price, counter the that prices should, the price should always be like sort of like what people are willing to pay so that so that should like sort of be like market so, dependent so, so let me that. let me counter that let me counter that statement and you tell me what you think first okay. of all you were talking about a concept of these things that i do not really understand right i don't understand them i don't understand why you need them what was the word emotions right I, i don't understand why they're necessary right but moving on right the problem is not uh, specifically collections it's not specifically liking something everything is fine with liking something right what's the problem the problem in this case is consumerism right that somebody some schmuck says okay i'm gonna pay this guy a thousand dollars he's gonna pay me a lot of jpegs Right? And then I'm going to shove those JPEGs down people's throats. And I'm going to create a narrative that if you have this JPEG, you're worth something. And if you don't have this JPEG, you're not worth something. We're getting to the point where NFTs, or I'm going to rephrase, I think we're leaving the point. I think that point is already passed. The bubble has already bursted, right? The point at which... NFTs basically acted as a massive pissing contest of look who has the biggest wallet, right? Who has the most Ethereum, right? NFTs were not about, okay, I'm a part of a club or okay, right? Um, I believe in this product. The NFTs became just a means of showing your wealth to the world, right? And having people say, oh, he's so rich yeah. and stuff. And I don't yeah, like that. You're right. right? The status like symbol. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I'm fine with status symbols, right? I got watches, fancy watches, right? And fancy watches that cost a lot of money. But I do understand uh, the value that they have to me, right? But at no point when I purchased those assets, right, did I consider them to be a means of showing everybody, look who I am, right? And that's annoying, right? Yeah, I'm but just extremely annoyed of things like this. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think that um, I'm a very big fan of uh, like new economics. Uh, um, that's why I got into crypto. You know, it, like when I first got into crypto, it was through a philosophical view of things, you know. So for me, it wasn't like I'm going to come in, I'm going to cash, you know, I'm going to put in. 100 bucks i'm gonna get 100,000 back and stuff it wasn't like that for me you know uh, yeah. for me actually i was talking about i was like a very uh crypto and i was a crypto enthusiast for like since 2017 but i did my first purchase in 2019 you know so uh for me it was always about the philosophical angle for crypto and that got me into like new theories for like world economics and stuff and uh since 2008 uh basically the it's before before 2008 uh the consensus for world economics was that uh, there is an order to prices uh it was that uh, it, it went from the assumption that the consumer hey, alex your headset got disconnected again yeah sorry right um, and, and hold on just to stop you for a second guys unfortunately i do have to leave Adam, you got discovered? Um, how do I? Yeah, 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 sure. How, how do I leave? Um, you, you can pass the host. You, you need to promote me to host. But you're already promoted to host. No, I'm co-host. You need to promote me to the actual host. How do I do that? 
Um, I'm not sure. I've never done this before. Are you sure it's even a possibility? Um, I've seen, I've been in spaces where uh, others have done this. So I think okay. so. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to drop the phone, right? And you guys continue chatting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's easier. Yeah. Okay, cheers. Bye bye. All right, have fun, bro. Have fun. Yeah, sorry, Alex. So would you like to carry on where where you left off there? Um, yeah. So uh, like I was saying, for me it was always about the philosophical angle of economics, you know. Um and before two thousand eight, like on the big like market, uh, like uh, real estate market crash, uh, everybody was like the consensus was that uh there there was efficient market theory that's what it was called and it was uh basically operating on the assumption that the market is efficient the prices are efficient uh that prices uh get to an equilibrium price over time and everything is like the consumer is rational and yada yada you know but turns out the consumer is not rational you know so like more cutting edge theories like fractal market uh theory it wasn't like efficient market theory anymore now uh movements like fractal market theory were coming into place where basically it was saying the opposite the consumer is not uh is not rational the consumer is not efficient like these prices this doesn't translate to efficiency you know so now instead yeah. of uh going from the assumption that uh, the user is actually uh uh, efficient in his decisions basically we are operating now in in the assumption that the user is not and there is not even a point in trying to find uh what an equilibrium is for a price but rather the more important thing is to study it and understand understanding it at the fractal level you know so now instead of saying that the market should be this uh the economic theory was transforming more into we need to get better data to understand consumer behavior not to uh presume what the consumer behavior should be you know and uh with nfts and collectibles with that you know i don't believe that there are bubbles anymore i don't believe that prices are right or wrong you know the price is whatever the price is in yeah. that moment you know and the only thing that you can do is analyze why you know you cannot say this is like it, it's um valued properly or not you know you can just observe it and like draw conclusions based on that yeah you, you see like so many um sort of nft projects at the moment um that are not necessarily like sort of overvalued or anything but just going to like your point and stuff you know it's just like down to what people are willing to pay for things and you know, certain things have been become sort of sought after. Um, like going back to this conversation about like um, opening Pokemon cards and things like that, and you know, the the, the ex experiment factor is like getting something genuinely rare that's like one in a thousand is like pretty pretty cool when you've just sort of like hundredexed your investment on that pack of cards and that's worth like four hundred dollars or something. You only paid like four four bucks for it or something. It's um, it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool and you know and i've been in those situations where i've like minted nfts and stuff got the epic got mythic or whatever and i've flipped it for you know 20 30 x me money but then it's gone higher and but i haven't been bothered but 
and for the ones that I've actually kept hold of, all I've done is just watch their price just sort of crumble. But um, I've just sort of like had an emotional attachment to them because of, you know, they look pretty cool and um, like the games are good and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's cool. And, you know, everyone has their sort of like hobbies, preferences and stuff like that. And it goes to like what you were talking about. It's like sort of predicting um what consumers are going to do and it's very it's a very difficult game like everyone's sort of got their niche and um so you know it's they've got the work out from trying to sort of like analyze all of that you need like a huge sort of data set to to get that information i suppose yeah um and you you know what's interesting man i always uh, i always used like uh, a certain industry to uh, I think there is an industry uh, somewhere in the world that uh, probably is like the best mirror into like user behavior and uh, what will happen in the future and stuff. And uh, I think that's the music industry, man. Um, so the music industry in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, like the music industry was uh, something that you could say that's something mainstream, you know, so each decade had its mainstream thing, you know, because... Uh, yeah, music, were a, yeah, they were a huge part of everyone's lives back then. Like, you know, around, like, like years before that, it was the t- sort of television when the television got introduced. Um, so you go through, like, phases through different sort of, like, technical sort of, like, evolutions, we'll call it. Um, you know, as we cross different sort of technological barriers, we sort of start, start engaging with different type of things. And now we're sort of seeing sort of Twitter, TikTok, people are going into sort of like a profile picture NFTs and stuff like that. And so people sort of sort of following trends. And, you know, like you have like sort of companies set up that um, just sort of analyze this and sort of try and predict the sort of next trends and, and stuff like that. Um, I used to work with some uh, during the utility industry. Um, you know, many years ago, but um, so I can sort of relate to it. But it's um, it's very difficult to you know anticipate what the consumer is going to do. Uh, best thing that you know people that are building can do is to just try and build something that's truly intuitive that fills a gap or a chasm within the ecosystem or whatever they're building within. And um, just like you guys have done with with Hypersense. You've like fallen within that niche that needed a launch pad. You gave them a, a super cool um, launch pad that, and um, the whole extra value with the future sort of NFT marketplace that you're going to be providing as well, which is yeah, really good news. Yeah, um, yeah, man. You can um, you can see. Uh, I think the music industry shows us uh, that um, there was a mainstream uh, wave end up 60s 70s 80s 90s whatever but in the 2000s man uh i think that's when the disruption came uh when the future instead of looking mainstream you know everybody was looking like what's the next mainstream genre that we need to produce to make it big and stuff it went the opposite man it went into niche so now niche became mainstream because now there is no mainstream there's like so many music niches and uh, we need got to like pockets, in, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, you need to keep in mind that the first disrupt, like, do you guys remember what the first bit of like decentralization was? Because for me, that was Napster, man. So when 
Yeah, 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 totally, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, the whole Napster thing, yeah, totally. And um, Torrance, man, don't forget yeah, yeah. Torrents, man. Because do, you, do you remember Kazaa as well? That was around the time of uh, yeah, man, Napster. of course. Yeah, and yeah. Torrents were the first thing that actually uh, translated directly into like decentralization for users, because instead yeah. of getting CDs and stuff, you were just like. Uh, in those early days, everybody was torrenting music, everybody mm -hmm. was torrenting movies, you know. So that was the yeah. first major disruption to any industry. And oh, the man. same decentralization from like the music, like the media industry, like that's what we're seeing today in crypto now, you know. And obviously, it's been taken yeah. to like new levels, but that was the beginning. So I think oh, that man, looking I'm, at what the music I'm having like, I'm having <laughs> I'm having, flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks to the, um, the Kazar and the Napster with the download speeds of me, uh, <laughs> me modem getting, getting like two point something kilobytes a second at the time and leaving songs and films going for weeks before the finish. <laughs> yeah. My first internet, I had to unplug my phone oh, and plug it hell. into my computer to download uh, whatever movie I could, you know, on my yeah, computer, yeah. and it took like a couple of days. It was crazy, yeah, but I was download I was downloading that movie from like ten guys' computers, man. You know, <laughs> basically for me that was that was yeah, yeah. And, and that was our, like, like as you say, it's, it's sort of first preview into sort of like you know into the world of decentralization. Um, you know, governments have tried and failed to sort of shut down those types of systems. You know, so they just fork it and just put a different uh they just put spin up a different site it's really easy for them you know it's very difficult for them to shut it down um and it the blockchain is exactly that you know because of we're operating with miners and stuff like that it's, it's very difficult for the governments to shut every single sort of miner or node down it's going to be this virtually impossible yeah uh so yeah. the same way that you know out of all of that uh, like people, like the music industry, realized we're not selling CDs anymore. Uh, they tried App Store, but you know. Uh, but then, like Spotify came and Tidal, and now you have Netflix and stuff. So basically, they recreated that experience, you know, because they had to. And in my opinion, uh, that's crypto is gonna do exactly that for the economic system. Uh, yeah. it's, you, you cannot stop it anymore. And yeah, we're, 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 we're so early. I, I know of so many sort of like, um, you know, big companies that are just waiting for the right moment to sort of jump into this. You, you shared a video the other day that sort of talked about it as well, um, with us in the mob chat. Um, and it, we were going to, we, we've not seen sort of institutional sort of investors jumping in yet. You people say it, speak of it, and we've had the odd sort of company sort of pretending to be or dappling into it, but we've not really seen the sort of volume there that we should do. And they're waiting for a big sort of pushback, like like now, to be able to sort of ape in there. And hopefully in the sort of next sort of six months, that's potentially when we're going to see all of this sort of uh, transpiring. And um, all this fear that's been caused now, um, in six months, I don't, I don't think that we'll, it'll all be behind us, hopefully. And... Um, will be in a really good good position all around. Um, but I just think when money does come back, it's not going to necessarily go back into the same sort of things that it was in before. So these sort of like huge market caps that we're seeing of the sort of like top sort of 100 projects at the moment, 
it could be totally different when the money comes back because money's smart it's not going to go to back to the same places where it's been burned or it's going to go to the, the new places where they can potentially make those gains so um it's going it's to be really interesting for um cardena because we've seen the sort of like resistance that cardena's had during the sort of like last uh, dip and that's been that that oh, that was really nice to see, you know. So uh, it gave me a confidence boost with sort of Cardano and stuff, and uh, it. Uh, I think we're on a good track uh, all, all round, considering the whole market sentiment. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Alex? Sorry. Hey, what What's your thoughts on the sort of like market sentiment at the, at the moment, and um, like you know where we are at the minute? Um, I think that. Um... Um, people keep saying uh, bear market and stuff, and I, I guess you can call that. But um, I think that this is um, a long over overdue yeah. correction. Correction. I'm going to yeah. say correction. I'm, I'm going to say like yeah, totally. I, I totally agree. I'm going to say correction and not bear market because uh, if you look at prices. Um, and I'm not talking about like shit coins and even the shit coins are like much better than they were like one year ago. Um, yeah. But I was in Cadena at like 30 cents, you know, and it felt like it was never going to go up. And if we're going to see $10, we're going to be like, it's going to be ecstatic and stuff, you know. Uh, and sure, now it's like $1.6 and like the market did take a dip, but if you look at Solana, if you look at Elrond and stuff, you know, and if you look, don't look at uh, what happened in the last couple of months. Look at what happened in the last two or three years, man. Like there's still maybe 60x from like a couple of years ago. So I'm still calling this, uh, it's a correction that may well last for maybe six, eight months, you know, maybe 10, yeah. 12 months. But yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, I think it's, uh, I, I think that right now, crypto is gathering a lot of ammo and 99% of people say like crypto is over and stuff. And I think obviously this is not financial advice, but in my opinion, uh, they're fools, you know, because uh, yeah. crypto is going to blow up in the next two or three years. Uh, like people are not well, gonna. Yeah, we're looking at we're looking at regulation like as as recent as, as this coming in next year. So it, it it's, it's going to be a good year this next year. This regulation is going to come in and that's sort of going to open the floodgates for um, lots of inst institutional investors. Suddenly when they can you know, suddenly start investing in, in things such as this, um, it's going to be pretty crazy in my view. But that's just my opinion. But I obviously do, you know, research. But, um, I, I, I genuinely believe that. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Time will tell what it's... Uh, yeah, uh, 100%, man. Um, I think, you know, uh, we all have ideas and stuff, and it's uh, it's easy to get, like, uh, emotional and stuff. But, man, Bitcoin is 20K now, man. Like, if you would say two years ago that Bitcoin is going to be 20K, it would be ecstatic. And now it's 20K, and we're, like, crying, and we're rolling on the floor, and we're like, oh, my God, what happened to crypto? Crypto is dead, and 
you know, uh, that's not the case, man. You know, I I, I feel that... It's uh, not, no. I, I went around last time, the last dip, and I remember it all from last time. People crying, saying, oh, crypto's dead, um, it's never coming back, you know, and then it dips a little bit further, and then people are like, it's just totally, totally devastated and totally put off by it. And, and then look where we are now. Um, like you say, we've gone from 30 cents and we're at $1.60. Um, it, it's... It, it, it's sort of like it's a big increase and uh, I think people are sort of like missing that fact and I think I think there is I think there needs to be more sort of like education for people um, getting into crypto and because there's a lot of economics to it and, and I think a lot of people are not aware of that fact um, they just think that them aping in there it'll uh, just get them this return and that it's magical money and it's just going to be like keep giving them returns forever and stuff like that and they don't understand the sort of uh, technology or you know you know well what's happening behind behind the doors and you don't even know what's happening with some of the smart contracts obviously and you've seen lots of exploits and stuff like that happening um recent with the various projects so it's all very risk uh, you've got to assess your risks and, and, and things like that and make sure you diversify your, your investment portfolio to cover things like this if you're going to get into it <laughs> um, but you know so um, I don't think that you see many sort of like people talking as much about you know uh, risk assessment and stuff like that and, and diversification um, whereas they should do because it, it's healthy to, to do that for everyone and that's what you want to do at Lincoln a healthy yeah, ecosystem for everyone yeah you you know what's crazy uh, and I find this to be very uh, ironic uh, I thought that NFTs were going to be the end of the bubble for crypto but it turns out it wasn't man you know uh, in 2000 <laughs> just opened the doors yeah NFTs opened the doors to other things that can happen with NFTs I think that's where we've got to now because you start you start to see lots of utility you could think of like like you, you know the st stuff that uh, Echo's working on. He dropped some sort of information in a AMA um, yesterday about um, a, an idea that had to create an NFT, um, a called Piggy Bank, right? So it's an NFT you can purchase, and basically, rather than you sort of like cashing out your money, you can choose to invest it in this piggy bank, and you will earn an extra sort of boost on your yield. But you can't touch that piggy bank until the term that you've set. So it could be one month, could be three months, six months, twelve months, and then it'll release, and you can get your your thing, and you'll get your whatever percentage boost, you know, 20, 20 30% extra on on top of your your investment just from saving that money as well. So. And that's all going to be handled through an NFT, and that's pretty cool. Um, but you can do that. <laughs> yeah, we had we had projects, man, that are doing some crazy stuff with NFTs, and I'm I'm talking about I'm not talking about like uh, you know like artwork NFTs. I'm talking about like legal stuff NFTs for like countries where the legal system yeah. supports this type of stuff, and it's. Uh, it's crazy, you know. Um, yeah, I know, I know, totally. In, in the, 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 yeah, sorry, go on. I won't interrupt you. Go on. No, sorry. Uh, I, I was gonna, I was going to say that in 2017, what caused the the big bubble then 
it was the ICOs because you know, like uh, ICOs came around and people yeah. missed on Bitcoin and Ethereum, and now they were putting money into shit coins that yeah, ninety nine percent but then I will part of it. I will part of it. I lost probably oh man about three four thousand dollars during that. I went into this thing called Panther Swap, and you know, like a total rug at the time. And that was sort of like my first sort of like proper sort of thing. And I did exactly that, just through naivety, just aped into it, and just watched my money go from from that to be. And I took out like like well, I think I got four five hundred dollars back from it. So. Yeah, at least I got something. Others got, got nothing. So, um, but it, it was all a learning curve, and you know, and I wouldn't have changed anything that I've done. All the lessons that I've learned, the NFT scams that I've bought, stuff like that. It's just all part of my sort of diversification strategy now. And I only allocate a small percentage of my portfolio for anything that's risk averse. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you know, yeah. in 2022, uh, now the bubble came from DeFi. So people were like, okay, so I'm getting coins. I'm like, I can yield farm and I'm getting like 20, 30% back API. So yeah. it turns out that what caused this uh, major, major correction in the crypto market wasn't NFTs, wasn't, you know, like dog stunks coins and Dogecoin. It wasn't that, man. It was DeFi. DeFi caused yep. this because people, DeFi, all, these yeah, totally. schemes, all, all these money-making schemes where you like get 130% yep. API and stuff. That's what caused it, man. That's what yeah, caused it. The, the, the time as well, the whole Daniel's, um, Daniel Zester thing, whatever his name is, um, and uh, Quadriga uh, guy, uh, Sifu. Um, there's all that as well. I, you know, I went in that as well, but fortunately, I made quite a bit of money before all that like kicked off anyway and i got out before that like happened but i got friends that had got into it and you know when i told them about it and i felt awful that that you know they'd just not acted on anything they'd just naively just gone to work every day and not checked anything <laughs> but some people are like that so you know and i've worked with other projects where they've um you know, where, where, where something's happened and you see customers losing money and it, it's through no, no fault of the project because it's like a DeFi platform and they're invested on another platform sort of thing. And it's all, it, it, and it's through them not educating themselves and just taking things for granted in a lot of cases. Um, is the, well, it's the, just the user. Um, the not consumer. anymore, man. That's what I'm going to say. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, we need to change that. It's all got to change. Yeah, we need uh, we need it all like super sleek, streamlined. So like it's like as simple as like Amazon, you know, like just for doing your crypto shit. It needs to be just really, we need like a super sick UI UX that's recognizable to everybody to make easy for everyone so like having your wallets like your internet banking just shit like that um you know all projects need to look at how people are currently interfacing with technology right now and like with platforms like amazon facebook twitter um you know the banking system how the banking system interfaces for functioning how people are accessing the balances and stuff like that and we need to take all that and the best bits of everything and implement that into what we're doing now with sort of like Cardano. And if we can 
do exactly that, we will be in a really, really good position. Uh, it's it's definitely... going to take, take a lot from everybody, but you know, but it's achievable because with you, you know we're having millions of people interfacing with things currently. The technology is there. Yeah, um, no, man. I think Kadena uh, is uh, going to play a big, a uh, big role in this because uh, working on this new yeah. platform, uh, we've realized that the amount of stuff that it's available for us to do on chain uh, because of the gas-free uh, feature is uh, basically it's going to look like uh, I don't know, man. Like blockchain, like blockchain DApps on Kadena are going to be able to look no different than Netflix, Spotify, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's exactly what we need. Going when to, we get to that point, we'll, we'll, we'll get mass adoption when we when we reach that, when there's no discernible difference between what, you know, something that's on the blockchain and something that you are using every day. That's when it's going to be massive, yeah. you know, and it's going to take and, and people won't even notice because it'll be done that smoothly. <laughs> you know, if there's the right regulation, the government's getting in and everyone's working together, it could be really, really cool. But even if they don't want to work with it, you know, it's decentralized. You could, we can rock with it anyway. <laughs> so um, yeah. I think they're going to be left with the choice of which is the lesser evil. Do we jump in and get involved or do we miss the boat? We missed the party badge. So I think a lot of governments, countries at the moment are having that exact conversation internally and decide what direction they want to go in. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I'm really looking forward. And for me, uh, I couldn't care less about this bear market, whatever, man. You know, like for us, nothing changed. Uh, no. We keep working. No, me neither. It, wanted to build. It's so, totally, yeah, I've, I've been in for quite a while. So it, it's been totally expected and anticipated and... You, you have to mitigate these types of risks and stuff like that. And hopefully we can put more content out there and things to help help people with things like this. And we, we might see more um, sort of, um, you know, projects or, or influencers coming coming forward on, on Cardena that might end up creating this type of content, content for us. Because obviously it can't really come from sort of like any projects or anything like that. So, you know, people need to do their own research and projects need to be impartial. We can't really be giving uh, financial advice uh, to the users. So, um, but if an individual user wants to do that, it's up to them. But um, so it's very, it's very difficult for a project to put like materials and stuff together for people like that without actually influencing their investment decisions, if that makes sense. So it's very difficult is the bureaucracy behind it all. Uh, again, a balancing act, plate juggling. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're going to do it, man, just be honest, you know, just be transparent. And obviously yeah, it's not financial right. advice, but uh, make sure <laughs> that you're real, man. You know, like nobody yes. wants to see uh, people that, you know, want to make a front of something to create an appearance of something. Just be real, man. Say what you think. And if you're like articulate enough, people are going to understand what you want to do. And some will support you, some won't, you know, that's the way it goes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, we've, so, been on for, we've been on for about an hour now, so uh, do you want to like um, get anyone up for like any questions? If you like want to like join the conversation, you can put your hand up and come join us. Uh, so, what were you going to say? Sorry, Alex. 
No, no, just that. Uh, exactly, literally what you said. That. Oh, oh was, yeah, all right. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. But well, I'll tell you now, we won't get, we won't, we probably won't get anyone speaking. Um, <laughs> they're, all, they're all very shy. <laughs> That's fine, man. That's why you guys have, have them weekly. Yeah, 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 true, true. Yeah, so what sort of like uh, plans of um, Hypercent got? Obviously, you've got you guys got a busy week. We've got a mock launching here in six days now. So uh, it's going to be huge. Yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be really cool. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Um, obviously, I've got my um, Karina ready and I will be ready to go. Yeah. I, I do need. I, I, I might need to pick up a bit more hype now. Now you've uh, dropped the, the the allocation amount, so I will also need to get some more of that. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah, get so thank you. It's, it's really cool, though. I, I really, I really love the system that you put together. It's like you, you've obviously put a lot of time into that, and I bet. Oh, to be a fly on the wall while you guys debating all this, man. I bet you're getting so many arguments. Oh yeah. Um, you know it's not uh it's uh we have big ideas and uh you know we want to see them like i i always wanted to create like an app like uh i mean you know you you can just take the user reference you know not i always wanted to create like a spotify to create something like that that's what we're trying to create with hypersense so you know it's it's a small step, you know, uh, like introducing the system. It's a small step. Uh, it's nice. We're proud of it. Uh, we want to keep developing it. But we're also, I personally, I, I've never seen this in a launch pad. We always try to do something that's new. Not because, you know, from for like uh, the sake of new, but because we genuinely think that it can be better, you know. So uh, yeah. it's an interesting experiment for me to see what's going to happen with the mock IDO in regards to how people are going to use tickets, allocations and stuff. It's like I'm super, super excited yeah. to see how the audience it's, is going to take it. To be, honest, to be honest, it's it's really good like working with you guys and you guys launching us because like the whole way that we've run us white whitelisting system has all been sort of like really fair. So we've been just re- rewarding sort of the top contributors to us community and we're doing the lottery systems for people that don't have much time and stuff like that. So we, we, we've, we've tried to keep it really, really fair and we've built up sort of like a really strong um, community now. And I've, I've got like so many friends now within our group. It's, it's, it's been really great to be part of it, you know. I'm looking forward to the future as well. So there's uh, big things coming. And don't forget, guys, maybe this is for like the OGs of the Kadena community, you know, like from the old Cadanians group uh, I don't know what happened with that group you know there used to be 600 of us and uh, uh, we had this party scheduled when Cadena is at $77 everybody is gonna meet up uh, in Cadena on the Cadena beach in Japan so uh, whenever Cadena is gonna reach $77 man I'm gonna go there and like the rest of the team is gonna be there so hopefully you guys have enough Cadena to come there as well whenever that's gonna happen yeah we'll, we'll have a, yeah that sounds really cool definitely we'll have a cadena party out of it that's wicked <laughs> no, i like yeah. it that's excellent cadena beach japan oh. remember yeah that? yeah that'll be amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <To> the beach. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you have a question space man 
Uh, thanks for that. Thanks for joining us, bro. No worries, man. I will come to Kadena Beach only if Alex uh, offer me a ticket. Of course, man. It's, it's on the company, man. All, all mods get the company ticket, man. First class too, man. First class. Ah, oh, nice. You saw it, bro. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's uh, really cool. I, I have uh, two questions for the two of the founders here. Uh, the one, the first one is for Alex. The uh, cousin is that uh, earlier Eco said that uh, uh, why like oh, how happy he is choosing Hypersend, and he mentioned the reason for it. So uh, the same way, I want to ask you that uh, how like what are the uh, things you seen in a mock that you choose the mock uh, to be in Hypersend. So uh, this is your cousin Alex, and uh, Eco's cousin is that. Uh, like uh, you, you, you have been developing in pack uh, quite some time. So you see others also develop, developing. How far we can we come in uh, uh, packed uh, as a developing point of view? So are we are we are in the stage we break even or we are yet to go? Um, when you say break like break even, what are you referring to? Uh, break even means like uh, there are uh, uh, the pact is uh, good enough for uh, developers to uh, come and uh, develop in Cadena, or still people are hesitant to come and develop in pact. Yeah, no, I think that uh, the adoption uh, for pact developers until we get a like a web three solution with libraries like developer yeah, libraries. Um, yeah, we need lots of reference materials yeah. uh, to help and, on board. Until that happens, man, is going to be a lot of, uh, you know, like whoever has guts, uh, whoever has vision and has the energy to believe, you know, uh, it's not easy to like uh, commit so much to something based on belief, you know, it's not easy. A lot of people are reluctant, reluctant to do that, but uh, that's what it takes right now to come on Kadena to build because there is not uh, enough reference. There are not enough references. Uh, there are not libraries, so basically on Ethereum, Solana, you just go, you select like a contract, so you say like I want to do a lottery contract, and you literally just take it from a library and you implement it like one hour, it's it's a go. It's not like that on Kadena. It's basically like uh, the first time people have seen the internet and now they're trying to, you know, those websites where they uh, get like those 90s websites with like crazy colors and welcome to my website shit you know it's kind of like that on kadena right now and uh there will be like web3 solutions and uh um we are scheduled to work on that with uh kdex as our partners and with kadena backing backing us up but with all this stuff that we need to do you know we were talking earlier about prioritizing with all this stuff that needs to be done, uh, we kind of need to take care of ourselves and of our community first and make sure that we have something that is more sustainable and afterwards we're going to be able to migrate and you know uh, help other developers to do that. But until then, uh, it's, it's going to be like this, man. You know, um, It's not going to change, in my opinion. It's not answer your questions for me. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, thanks, thanks for jumping in that space, man. It's always good to see you, bear. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Uh, so has any, anyone else got like any questions um, or anything for like me or uh, Alex? Uh, you just put your hand up, we'll get you up. And if not, we'll probably like wrap things up. So I've got like a, a little bit of prep work to do for the um, tournament that we've got coming up. Um, 
at 7 UTC, I think it was, is it? Or it maybe eight. Let me just check. Calendar. 7. Yeah, 7 UTC. Oh, no. 6 UTC. All right, I've scheduled that wrong, haven't I? I think I've screwed up there. No, no, I haven't. No, 52 minutes. Yeah, 52 minutes it starts anyway. Yeah, so um, I, I need to get um, all, all, all the stuff planned uh, for that. I've got... We're going we're to be sort of like allocating races into groups on this game called Smash Cats. Um, so people will just be able to like um, say they want to participate, they'll click a button, a model allocating a role, it'll open up like a private chat, there'll be a link for your private game. Um, people will be grouped into sort of like teams of eight, and it'll be a battle royale until there's like... Uh, you, you know, the time runs out. Yeah, I think there's like 10 minute, 10 minute battles. Um, and obviously the two top winners from each round go through to sort of like a finals game, depending on sort of like how many people are playing. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I'll drop some more information in our Discord. There's a link on his Twitter. If you want to click on that, you can you can jump on and jump into his Discord and uh, there'll be some more information that'll pop up. We'll have a special channel that'll give you a full explanation about it. So um, th thank you, everyone, for joining us. And thanks, Alex, for uh, coming up and spending a bit of time with us. It's, uh, it's been great time. from you, bro. Yeah, yeah, cheers, bro, for that. Yeah, and uh, th thanks, Space Man, and thanks for uh, coming up with, with your questions as well. Cool, uh, guys. Take care, man. Yeah, You're yeah. going to have to get the hold yeah. of Alex to make sure he, close, he closes the spaces. Everybody's going to leave. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point oh i'm co-host i can just close it i think yeah all right guys so. uh thank you for joining us man uh and we'll see you again next week when we i think the next spaces is gonna be during the ido if you guys are gonna host it so i'm gonna join that one too if anyone has any questions uh, oh well, we've also got a space uh yeah the 29th uh we've got a space with you guys um on on telegram so um yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be on your telegram anyway so you, you guys will be hosting us so um I'll, I'll see you guys then so that's cool cool all right guys take care man thank you for joining us uh, thanks again thanks everyone bye-bye goodbye thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was mock friday ido soon recorded on friday june 24th 2022 mock mock for TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone. Track
asking everywhere we go When it's fine if I don't know I already sold my soul Getting ready, rock and roll Tip the first domino Feeling up, I'm in a bowl With these avalanche flows Stop and rest on the road Gotta get where I'm going And the rest of y'all know That we hit the ground sore And I'll be coming for the fuckers That be summoning the trouble Running on the double While I'm handing out the W's Putting wins on the board Every fucking day They love me on the team Because I know my fucking place Better get in where you fit in I'm delivering the meaning I inherited the demons Always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself If you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason Y'all be seizing the research I'm receiving the meaning That shit's called teamwork It's not so much As so little As to do with What everything is But it is within our self-interest To understand the topography Of our lives Unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Ten spaces.